our series on trends and this topic is going to be on gender identity uh, we're here with Giselle Danny and Eric so let's get to it hey guys welcome back to the encounter um, like always follow our page at redeem LA on Instagram I guess we're on Twitter now right I guess right <laughs> so yeah let's do it and um, yeah I hope this ca- this is a blessing so today is uh, gender and I did it Identity. <laughs> Sorry, I got stuck on that one. And um, I was looking at this, and I was reading this, and um, I loved what you guys said to me. And, and you guys said that in today's society, it's viewed as okay to be confused about what gender you are or what gender is. You also explained to me that people are led to think that they are not a woman or a man. Questioning your gender is now viewed as a trend or something very common, including your pronoun is now something that people think it's necessary. If you don't call them by a certain pronoun, you're being offensive. So the question is, like, how do you deal with this? How do you navigate through life in this? And, you know, a lot of people have told me, you know, you guys shouldn't, you know, speak on this. You guys shouldn't attack these people. And and uh, it hurts me, you know. Like, I don't want to seem as, a, as somebody that attacks people. So I think the first thing we have to understand, and before I give you guys your, 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 um, your, your time in speaking, because I, I don't want to speak the whole time, but I was thinking... Maybe we should try what Jesus did, and which is love. And with love, you have to understand that correction comes. And loving, for example, when you have a child and your child does something wrong, God says to correct them. Why? Not because you hate them, not because you want to kill them, but because you want to love them. So I think I want to be stern and I want to be understanding, but I also want to. I want you guys to know that I do love everybody. I want to love everybody. Even if I have trouble with it, I want to do it, but also I can't accept something that it's not in the bible that it's not in my morals that was not taught to me so i think um i think let's start with that so go ahead just to like back you up it says in matthew eighteen fifteen, if your brother or sister in god's family does something wrong and go tell them what they did wrong do this when you are alone with them if they listen to you then you have helped them to be your brother and sister again so just clarifying again we're here to love we're not here to offend right and <coughs> i think i like i like what you said right I mean, I hope we're not doing this in secret, but we're also not doing this, like, to put people on blast, I guess. Yeah. But I don't want to put your, your your beliefs in blast. If you are struggling with your gender, uh, I am so sorry to hear this, and I want you to know that there's a better way. There's a better life. There's uh, something called Jesus, and <laughs> he's changed my life. Yes. And um, I was, you know, a wreck, and I guess we can uh, I can say that most of the youth today are wrecked, and once I found Jesus, he put me centered he centered me he helped me and he taught me who i was and he showed me who i was so keep in mind that jesus is an option still yeah i think i i really like what you said about he showed you who you were because a lot a lot of the time the world now is trying to confuse your identity mm-hmm. i think their main their main goal is to say well you have to find out who you are but in reality if we look in the bible god tells us who we are and yes. god is the only one who knows us completely and fully mm. um and i think it's very important for us to not forget that that despite the world telling you you need to find out who you are 
no god has an identity for you god knows your identity god knows your deepest thoughts your greatest fears he knows everything about you you're you're already a person you already have an identity you don't need to go look for one and we have to keep in mind that this is not the first thing that ever happens you know what i mean in the bible it's scattered with people you know being confused it's scattered with people being um gay with being lesbian with being transgender there's the Bible is scattered with them, and we can all see that there's a common denominator that God was not pleased with them. Actually, he uh, detested that. And I'm not saying that God detests you. I'm not saying that God doesn't love you. God loves you. He just doesn't like to sin. Mm -hmm. And also we can mm -hmm. say, just so we understand, we can say that also the adulterer, he hates the adulterer, also the liar. Mm -hmm. Also, so it's not that we're saying that your sin is the worst. We're just saying, we're talking about <coughs> what are we struggling with this, and it's with this. Yeah, and I think, <clears throat> so I guess if we can start touching on the subject that yeah. about, I think the the foundational verses in Genesis, and I think everyone knows that God created man, and he created the man and woman, right? He didn't create a third, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, a twentieth identity. It's the world that decided to put a, a label with their own knowledge, maybe even their, really, to be honest, their own psychological knowledge, what they think they've learned about the human mind, which really is them trying to understand the soul of man, and there's only one person who really knows the soul of man, and that's God, because he created that. So I think we have to start with that foundation that all of these labels, is LGBTQ and the rest, is something that was created by man and not by God, because mm. God only created yeah. two categories. And he created them with a purpose, and because we've spoken about this in the past, God being the perfect architect of life, he yes. had a purpose for creating two genders. One of those is to multiply on the earth. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And um, to, to the people that are out there like listening, like, oh, my God, what are these guys going to talk about? But what I want to tell you is that, guys, there is a God. <laughs> there is somebody that thinks about you before you even had a, a thought of your own. That there is somebody that thought about you and, 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 and purposely gave you a, a sex and a gender to understand, to see, and to fulfill your 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 place in this in this earth. So, yes, there is God, and I think that's I think that's what we have to believe because most of these people believe there is no God. Like, oh, you know, who made God? And um, last time they were saying, uh, I was hearing this guy, and I thought he was so smart. He was saying, you know, when we start asking who made what, it's it's crazy to know. For example, what is the what is the computer stand uh, on laying on the table, right? Mm. And we start asking. Oh, what's the table standing on? Well, the altar. And what's the altar standing on? And then you're like, okay, well, the floor. And then there's <laughs> a point where you kind of just have to understand that it's the floor is not standing on anything. <laughs> you know, yeah. the floor is the floor. And, like, it changes your perspective. And that's how God is. God will has to change your perspective on life. And has to, you have to understand that you no longer fit on what this world says, but you fit on what he says. And he does call you a man and a woman. And he maintains that a man shall take a woman and shall and shall find the truth and shall find the good and shall find you know a family through him and you know the word the, the best part he doesn't force it upon us mm -hmm. you know paul he never got married yeah. you know uh, he 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 was it hard yes <laughs> but he, did he do it yes so it's not that you must take take a wife you must take a husband i guess latinos now feel like that's the you know the, the only say, way yeah like the pinnacle of life yeah. like oh i have to find a husband i have to <laughs> relax you don't don't want the train to pass yeah. me by <laughs> yeah, yeah you know like your hermano was telling me that everybody has their own their own time 
The train is not passing you by. You will find love when you need to find love. I mm. think what we need to find right now is Jesus. Yeah. You know, right now you just say we, who we need to find right now is Jesus. You know, going back to Genesis and what you just said now. So that verse of he created the man and woman, it says that God created us in his image. Yes, right? sir. And I was reading right now as you were talking, Jeremiah 1, 5, who said, which says, before, you, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. Mm-hmm. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. So God knew us before we even came into our mother's womb. Yes. He, he created two categories. He either knew us as a man or he knew us as a woman, uh, as a woman right? Depending on your, on your, on your sex and on your on birth, right? What the enemy is trying to do with his gender, and, and, and if I can go a little bit back, this idea of separating sex and gender mm. is man-made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sex and gender, the, the word gender is something that was created for the sex. Yeah, it was, crea- <laughs> it, was, it was created by human knowledge and human thought so that people are not <coughs> placed in these boxes, these traditional boxes as they call them, right? Mm. But the Bible doesn't speak about gender anywhere. It just right. ca- talks about sex, right. man or woman. So once we start calling something gender and sex, we start deviating. We start going away from what is true. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's only sex. There's no need to separate gender in this situation. And so what the enemy really is trying to do is to confuse the generations. Mm-hmm. That you know what? Your sex and your gender are two separate things. Trying to keep us from knowing God. Because, I mean, if he knows us, we should try to know as he knows us. Yeah. Right? And the world is doing that to confuse us so we don't get to know who Jesus is. So we don't get to know who God is. So we don't get to know what God has for us. So I think as believers, as children of God, as children, uh, as those, that w- all those of us that have been saved by Jesus Christ, we have to start learning to unlearn. That's yeah. kind of weird. Right. We have to unlearn separating sex from gender and i guess learning let's just switch it to accepting we have mm. to accept that we need to unlearn what we have learned right because mm. sometimes we don't even accept it ourselves sometimes we feel like like oh no this is not what i feel and i'm like i understand that we want to be taken by what we feel but think about it sometimes i want to kill people well not, not not like physically you know but sometimes i feel like i look at them and i'm like dude <laughs> why are you doing the same thing <laughs> I already helped you with? Yeah. Or, for example, somebody, you know, I, I guess the, the, the number one thing that, that we also struggle with is sex. You know, somebody's having sex and it's tough to get out of it. You kind of help them. You're like, look, get out of this. You know, don't do this. Don't do. And then you see him doing it again. Mm. You're almost looking at him like, dude, you got to change. You got to change the way you think. And that's what we have to understand. In order to not feel this way, in order to not feel like like sex is, is something that you choose or a gender or everything, you have to understand that your your way of thinking has to change. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, of course, God gave us free will. God gave us free will to do whatever we want. Yes. However, there are always consequences to what we do. Always. Yes. Every single action, thought, say, we always have a consequence to that. And don't get me wrong, because of that free will, as I said, you can do whatever you want. Right. But <laughs> being being followers of Jesus, and especially me, I identify being a follower of Christ. I right. identify as a daughter of the king, right? And so I'm going to please my king. I want to please what he wants me to do. And so every if it doesn't mention the Bible, I'm not doing it right. And so on top of that, it like I said in the beginning, it's our job to correct that for those who want to be corrected, for those who want the change. So if you're, I don't know, if you are 
confused or if you are sinning on purpose, that's liking your sin and no longer glorifying God's name, right? You're, you've chosen your path. You've, you've, what's a, you've um, made your bed, right? The, the bed that you lay right. in, right? And so that's when it gets confusing because then you're like, Sam, why can't I find happiness? Why can't I find love? Why can't I find, because you've already chosen your path. So either, like, like you said, accept that we need to unlearn something maybe. Right. Yeah, and I, I agree. A lot of a lot of a lot of times look how everything kinda like hits hits you in the future. If you choose to, to get into drugs early, you're most likely gonna come out to be some meth addict, right? Mm-hmm. Um if you choose to uh, play with sex on at a young age, by the time you get married, you have an uh, unhappy relationship, an unhappy marriage. Why? Mm-hmm. Because you played with sex too early. Mm-hmm. Um what or another thing, uh if you if you confuse yourself, if you play with this gender and you play oh, you know, I haven't had my uh, I've heard this all over, I haven't had my lesbian face. Or I haven't <laughs> I remember I remember there used to there used to be this guy in my school that used to say, um, he was a guy, dude. He was like a man and he was my friend. Keep in mind that this was like 13 years ago, right? So <laughs> he'd be like, oh, yeah, dude, I've experimented. And I'm thinking that he's experimented with girls, right? And I'm like, oh, you know, that's cool. And as guys know, the more experience you have, the cooler you are to guys. I was like, oh, you know, like, Sick. you know, who, you know? He was like, yeah, you know, like. You say I, who? <laughs> I said, like, dude, like, which chick was it? You know, which girl was it? And he was like, yeah, dude, I, I, I've experimented with guys. Oh. Dude, and I, like, had this hole in my, in my stomach, and I was like, why are you making this seem like this is normal? Like, <laughs> like w- this is not a thing that guys do. But somehow now it's like, uh, oh, have you tried it? If you haven't tried it, how do you know you like it? It's not. It's not food we're talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not. It's not a drink that that, that we're talking about. It's something yeah. that defines you. Yeah. And if sin wasn't so pleasurable, then it wouldn't be a problem, exactly. right? Exactly. If 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 sin was, you know, like tasted like wasabi. Because <laughs> not everybody can eat wasabi just like that, right? Right. Uh, um, then nobody else would eat it, right? That's why wasabi gets thrown away left and right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. If 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 sin was like wasabi, nobody would eat. No, sin is like that candy. Sin is like that that thing that you love to take in. Like who was talking with chocolate? Mm. That once you have that bag of chocolate. Oh, you're not stopping until it's over, <laughs> right? So that's what it is. It's it's pleasurable. It's something that you like. It's something that fills you. Um, what I would like to add to this is that yes. one of the fundamental things that I guess as a maybe somebody who's gay or lesbian or transgender or something like that, the main I guess point that I see is that you're saying that it was a mistake that you were born in the body that you were born in Mm. right because uh you should have been if you were a man who is gay you should have been born uh I don't know like a girl or a transgender you you were a man and you were born you should have been born a woman right Right. so one of the verses that I that I read um actually talks about this it it says uh, in psalms 139 16 it says you could see my body grow with each passing day and you listed all my parts not one of them was missing so god didn't make a mistake in putting you in the body that you were in no god specifically put you in that in that place and that time and and i was actually studying and I, i thought okay well a lot of the people now you know think that it's okay you know to for to go from being a man to being a woman and all this and all this stuff right well, uh, if we, if you guys don't know, there was this guy, um, he was actually the first doctor or psychologist to, I guess, make the transgender surgery, mm. right? And he's, uh, 
I don't remember his name specifically. John Hopkins? No, he was at <laughs> John Hopkins University. Um, but he was <laughs> I know my I know my history. I got it. Yeah, but he, well, who okay. cares? A doctor, a so doctor. He, yeah, anyway. So he coined the transgender surgery mm-hmm. and he before doing the surgery he had to find people to in order to they had to I yeah, guess it was a study. It was yeah. a study. So they had to go and say, oh, I want to get this surgery, right? Right. And he goes through a bunch of different people, and he chooses specific patients, um, and uh, 29 of them got the surgery, and 21 of them didn't. And so this, keep in mind, was the first time that transgender surgery was ever performed in the United States. Mm -hmm. And what they concluded with, what this guy concluded with, and he was the one who pioneered this, what he found was that my (coughs) person, this is what he said, Uh, to the New York Times in 1979. He says, my personal feeling is that the surgery is not a proper treatment for a psychiatric disorder. It Mm -hmm. is clear to me that these patients have severe psychological problems that don't go away following the surgery. Mm -hmm. What he found was that all these people who got the surgery ended up having way more problems than they had had before having the surgery because they didn't know what, they didn't know like, Oh my gosh, like how to handle it. What do I do now? Now that I'm in the body that I feel like I was supposed to be in, I'm regretting it and I want to go back to what I was. And what happened to those people? Um, well, they were stuck in the body that they were in. But it's interesting because the because a lot of people discredit him because they say that he's his um study was um like it it wasn't right. But they base it, it was flawed, right? But they base it on the fact that one of the people who got this surgery, um, he was actually, uh, he had an accident happen during his, um, what is that called? Circumcision as a baby. Mm -hmm. And so his family decided, you know what, if gender is a social construct, as a lot of people argue that it is, you know, uh, you, uh, gender is fluid and and you make it, make of it whatever you want to make it. Um, so if, if gender is a social construct, if he's raised as a girl, then he should, since it's a social construct, become a girl, right? So this guy was raised as a girl from a, a really young age, and he was totally into it. And then when he was like, I don't know, 16, 17, I'm not exactly sure the right age, he's like, you know what? I'm going to just go all the way, become a girl. You know, I was raised as a girl, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. He gets the surgery, and he becomes so depressed afterward that he committed suicide. Mm. And so because of this guy committing suicide, <coughs> they discredit this guy's study. And in fact, this study was so relevant and, and so important to them at that time that John Hopkins uh, discontinued the transgender surgery mm. after this. So since then, they have not exper- opened up that, that section in their research because it was just such a... a study in such of such magnitude you, you know you're talking about this guy and what he discovered and and prior to that you were mentioning that a lot of people go through these uh confusions essentially of what they think they are because they may not be happy with god with how god made them mm-hmm. and i think that that's because they're trying to lean on their own understanding of what they think or who they think they should be and because we're human we're flawed Right, and we have flawed thinking, and that's what Proverbs three five six right. It says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him, and He will make your path straight." So when we start trying to lean on our own understanding, and what we think is right, on how we think we should feel about our what the world calls now gender, that's when we start getting confused. 
I think you said it. What we feel. Think about it. Let's, let's, Sam, since you're 18, right? Mm -hmm. Let me take eight years from your life. You're 10. Okay. What did you feel when you were eight? Did you felt that breakfast should have been candy, <laughs> right? Dinner, ice cream, yeah. yeah. Ice cream, and you should think you should you you thought that um, you felt like mm -hmm. lunch should have been pizza every single day, yeah. And dinner should have been you know McDonald's, McDonald's <laughs> anything right? else, yeah. Let's just say if we do everything we feel, and your mom would have said okay. Well, knowing your mom, she said no, of course. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and knowing this, how would you have ended up? Honestly, being the tragona that I am, <laughs> I probably would have been a, like way more obese. I would have gone down the wrong path. I would have had, I, pr I don't know. I you, probably you would have probably had health problems. Right? Yeah. You probably would have had uh, some diabetes. Uh, probably. Yeah, I agree. So my just like you said, I feel, I feel like that's why when we're young, we are being kept like in this like corral. Yeah. And and then when you're older, you also need to be kept in this car because we don't understand. Mm -hmm. And we need to understand that it's not about what we feel, but it's about the facts, who right. we are. For example, I was thinking also like God puts us in a body that we need to fulfill. So, for example, mm -hmm. if if you are called to be a loving and, and, and a more sensitive person, you're most likely going to be chosen uh -huh. to be a woman. And if you need to be a strong and you need to be somebody that, you know, is not that good with feelings and you need to be something that, that you know just throws themselves you're most likely going to be a guy now i don't want to i don't want to think that only men can be these daring people no no but i think the body is chosen for a certain reason and yeah. god knows i don't want to be god i don't want to i don't want to choose this that's why i don't know the answer but i feel i have to just trust in um in the sovereignty i, th I guess and the sovereignty sovereignty, of god. Yeah. The sovereignty yeah. of god. that he's just he just knows more than we do right mm -hmm. and I, I like what you said the feelings maybe Facts over feelings, I think I would yeah, leave it for at. Sure. Facts. What are the facts? Are Do you have a certain organ that makes you a man? Then that's what you are. Dude, I was confused. I mean, I'm guessing you. How did you feel when you were 18, uh, Eric? Dude, you were confused. <laughs> you didn't know where you were going to go in life. You were probably starting college. You right. didn't know how you were. You didn't know that when you were this age and you're older, mm. you didn't know you were going to be making certain certain amount of money. You didn't know you were going to. Um, you know, have a nice car. You didn't know you were, me neither. At 18, I was confused towards my feelings. On 18, I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to be uh, a bum. <laughs> I thought I was going to, you know, live under the bridge. I thought I was not gonna, never going to have a nice car. Mm. In the country, when I turned 22, I bought myself a, uh, mm. I always say this, right? A Mercedes GLK. I had a Mercedes when I was 22. That was was I bawling? No. <laughs> and, and then I, s I slowly started understanding that it's not that it's not what I felt. Mm. It's what I needed in the moment. And now I drive a little, not a little, but you know, a Tacoma. I uh, I drive a Toyota, and I understand that dude, that's all I need. The car doesn't define who I am. It's not what I feel. It's the facts. Is it fuel efficient? Yes. Is it easy to repair? Yes. Now my Mercedes, the first time I took it to the service, three hundred and fifty dollars, please. And I'm wow. like, whoa. Now it's like 70 bucks. So not what you feel. It's the facts that you have. You know, you were talking about <laughs> this thought just came to mind. I don't know where you, again, what you guys think about this one, but God created man and woman with a purpose to kind of essentially bring new life into earth, right? That's mm -hmm. one. That's primary the, the reason why there's a separation among other things. Once, once the enemy starts confusing the generations, mm -hmm. what the, I just had this thought that the enemy is really just trying to confuse them to 
try to slow down the their ability to make an impact in the world. Yeah. When you're so confused and trying to figure out who you are, trying to find your identity, in this case, your sexual identity. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're so confused and so wrapped up into that. Had you not opened that door, had you not leaned on your understanding, had you not allowed yourself to go down that path, where could you have been? How could the Lord have used you? Maybe you were in the house. Maybe you, a lot of people think that I grew up in church and I'm saved. Like, no. You know, you can be. You, you can, dude, honestly, when you're actually in the path of God, you're attacked more by the enemy than when you're yes, out there sure. because that's, that's who the enemy is coming after. Mm. A, lo- a lot of young Christians are being attacked by the enemy to try to com- create confusion. And it saddens me because we don't know how many pastors, how many apostles, how many prophets, teachers, evangelists we lost to yeah. sexual confusion. For sure. I agree. And I think that's how it starts. I don't know who it was with that. It says, I like what you said, when the enemy starts confusing, he's like a thread. Mm-hmm. And he just starts pulling. And the wool sweater. Like, yeah. And you just have, and huh. when, you, when you figure it out, you have no more clothes. And yeah. you're <laughs> so deep in it. And you've already changed your sex. You're already, you know, whatever you got to do. I don't even know how that procedure does. But you're like halfway in and you're like, oh, man, this was this really the thing that mm. fulfilled me? You start regretting. Yeah. yeah. Like, like there's no way back. Mm. I mean, is there a way back? Yes. But you know what I mean? Like, like once you ask, is I, 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 you know uh, what I mean? Like yeah. yeah so and, 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 and I think and, and I think we also have to understand that when we talk about the gender identity crisis, we're not just talking. Yes. One extreme of that is a whole change of like your your sexual organs mm. that's like the i think the most extreme right, form for of sure. this. <laughs> but i think it's even this whole idea of like for example bisexuality mm. right yes. um i'm neither he nor she i'm them mm. plural first of all that's incorrect in english but you know whatever yeah you're <laughs> one person but yeah. they literally fixed the english exactly yeah. they they they, they, they twisted up even the english rules that they established to adopt to themselves it's not even the craziest thing is they're not even changing i mean yeah they're changing god's r- r- law and word but they're also changing their own very own rules that they created for the english language to yeah. adapt to their own ways so i i think it, it that's one extreme but we also have to, and going back to what we talked at the beginning about the love of God and the grace mm-hmm. of God. Yes. You have to understand that if you are fighting this battle, God's mercy and God's grace is so great mm-hmm. that he can still bring you up from the depths of that situation. Yeah. I agree. Because we know that the only sin that is not forgivable was blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Yeah, for sure. And can I tell you something? I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want to go against the church. I don't want to get against mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many things that, like, do you truly believe that that if somebody comes, like, honestly, like, contrite and and, and, like, and feels sorry, right? do you feel like if God, if they, this person goes, look, I'm sorry, I slandered with the name God, I really want to change, I didn't know who I was, do you think God wouldn't forgive him? Of course he would. <laughs> it's it's just like, it's not about what you've done, it's about the fact that you want to change. Mm-hmm. Right, my brother, my brother used to, yeah, exactly, your heart, right? My, my brother used to tell me, he's like, look, you want to send, go ahead, I always say this, mm. go ahead and send, just... Don't lose that little voice inside you that says, hey, stop sinning, because that's the Holy Spirit. So <clears throat> I think what you said ahead around on the nose, uh, Eric, it's not about what you're doing right now. It's about what you're willing to change. It's about what you're willing to give up. Everything in life, everything in life. You want a good job? You got to sacrifice something. You want a good life? You have to sacrifice something. We're just talking about the, the, yeah. the podcast that everything requires a sacrifice. So are you ready 
are you willing to sacrifice your feelings? Are you willing to sacrifice what you what you think is right mm. to gain what is right, which is what Jesus is way, what Jesus morals, what Jesus teaches us? And that's called repentance. Yes. yes so sir. the issue is that a lot of people ask, and, and this is just more broad topic, but general topic point, but like you said, we can ask for forgiveness. God will forgive our sins. But the key to change is ask for forgiveness and repent. Repent means that you want to change your way of life. It means that you want to no longer fall into the pitfalls of that sin and get away from it. Yeah, and just to back you up, it says in First John 1, 9, but if we confess our sins, God will forgive us. We can trust God to do this. He always does what is right. He will always make us clean from all the wrong things we have done. And then I just think that's beautiful. He's so good to us. I know. He's so good to us. So <laughs> even if even if the things that we do, let's just let's just move away gender identity for a while because I don't. I feel like we've been, <laughs> yeah. you know, hitting them like not hard, but I don't want to. I don't want them to think that I'm attacking them. Let's just say a fornicator. Mm -hmm. God doesn't also like that. But I'm saying, do you think God is not strong enough to forgive them? Mm -hmm. Do you think God is not strong enough to change their mind? A, fo a fornicator also has that mindset. I should be able to sleep with whoever I want. You're married, doesn't matter. Oh, you have a boyfriend, doesn't matter. Oh, I want you. You're good. You're good looking. I want you. There's also a change of mind. There's a way that you feel. And as a man, I can tell you that that a sexual drive is very tough to 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 to, to, to how do you like dominate control, to control. Dominate. like yeah to hone. I was mm -hmm. gonna say to hone. Like like yeah. it's like a horse, right? Like you get on <laughs> and you're trying to kind of like stay stop on. it. You know, like dude, it's crazy <laughs> to say that, but it's like that. Feelings are like that are also, you know, right. like what you feel like, oh, I feel like I should be a, let me take as a story. And, and uh, this is funny. For example, when I was a younger kid and I was in Mexico, I lived in Mexico for five years. And I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. This is sounds going to sound like super weird for me, but <laughs> I don't know why. Every time I saw my sister and my mom leave it like a little colita, like, you know, the little, what do you call it? A little big, the big the ones? Rubber bands? Oh, no, the scrunchie. No, the scrunchie. Uh -huh. I thought it was super cool. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> and then one time, <laughs> I know you're just laughing at me. And then one time I went to school and I was like, I'm going to wear one. What the hell? I'm going to rock like, it. I'm going to rock it. So I got ready. I went to school. And I'll never forget my brother, Alvaro. Uh, mm. He was holding my hand. I was a little kid. I was like, what? I, w I left Guatemala when I was two. And it was like four years. So I was probably like six. Mm. So I put it on. I rolled up with my little red shorts, my white shirt. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> going up. And then my brother goes like, what do you have in your, your hand there? He's like, oh, look, it's. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. Oh, look, I have this little thing right here. He's like, dude, get the hell. Like, give me that. He, he hits me. He's like, what are you doing with that? Do this for girls. And I was like, oh, it is. Oh, you're right. He, he told me, he's like, what are, you, what are you, a guy or a girl? I was like, oh, no, I'm a guy. And I was like, then, yeah. And he's like, this is for girls. Hmm. And I was Aww. like, oh, you're right. Like, this is for the opposite sex. This is for my sister. This is for my mom, not for me. He even told me, where are you going to put it? What are you going to use it for? Yeah. You don't have long hair, and I was like, "Oh, makes sense." You know, like <laughs> it started, like, it started clicking in my head, like it's looking cool. And then he was like, "Do you want to wear something on your arm, on your head?" Okay, where were these? And he showed me the the little the little pulseras, you know, like the little bracelets. Yeah, they're bracelets, especially in Mexico and right. in Guatemala, they're super nice, right? All so right. he bought me a bunch of them, and I started wearing them. And you see, there's always a way that the way you feel, you can flex it to. Maybe you want this and not that. You know what mm. I mean? Right. I like that story because it just talks about 
I don't. Well, <laughs> you don't like it because you, you were almost you embarrassed. But, <laughs> but you know who saved you? Your brother Alvaro. And yeah. you know why he did that? Because he loved you. He wanted to for you to understand the differences. And I think, you know, we've been talking about the gender identity and maybe people battling that. But the other question is a lot of young people might not be battling that, but they have good friends, even mm-hmm. siblings, who are battling that. So that lesson teaches us another thing. That when you know someone that is in that situation, you have family that's in the situation, you can do you can do what Alvaro did. He you he taught you with love, mm-hmm. right? And he explained to you with love the knowledge that he had, and yes. it opened your eyes. And that goes to first when we we're talking at, at the beginning about love and showing what love was. First Corinthians, where First Corinthians talks about that if I have knowledge but I don't have love, I am nothing. Right. So if you have friends and family that might be battling the situation, you may be golden on this issue. You, you know, it's not even an issue for you, but if you have that situation. Use the word of God with love and, and and let God be the one who changes people. Right. And then going back to like whatever it is, our situation, our sin, or whatever we're <coughs> carried with, or burdened with, there you go. Um, I guess in, at the end of the day, it's who we go to help for and whether or not we ask for forgiveness and truly desire that change, right? Truly want to change for the right. And I think it's important to, to also note that if you do have know somebody who's going through this, it's so important to not condemn them right. because um, people don't learn through condemnation. They learn through, through love, love yeah. like we've been saying. And not only that, but the Bible says that we will be measured by the same ruler that we measure others. Mm-hmm. And I, for one, would rather be measured with overflowing gr- grace and mercy than yep. condemnation. Exactly. So when we encounter people who are going through this, give them love, teach them Teach them through your testimony. Mm. If they don't want to listen to the Bible, then okay, but teach them through the way you live your life right. because that's the best marker of what yeah. Christ's love is. And guys, we have almost 35 minutes, and I just want to end this by saying this. In Matthew 5, 44, it tells you, sorry, 43, I want to start. It says, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But this is Jesus speaking and says, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who treat you badly. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you do this, you will be children who are truly like their father in heaven. Yes. He lets the sun rise for all the people, whether uh, he keeps going. And it says, if you only, if you love only those who love you, why should you get a reward for that? Mm. Even tax collectors do that. Mm-hmm. Back then, being the tax collector was like the, the most, thing. yeah, the worst thing you can do. And if you are nice to only your friends, then you are no better than anyone else. Mm. Even the people who don't know God are nice to their friends. What am I saying? It is that you must be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect. So what I, how, how do we how do we fix our gender identity? I think I'm going to give you guys a few things. Number one, find a leader. Find a mentor. So when you want to tend to those things, you have somebody to pull you back and pull you the right way. And number two, guys, as the other, as the flip coin, as knowing people that want to be called the opposite of what they are i ask you this matthew 5 43 to 48 love them if you don't love the people that you don't like then what's the difference mm. so let's be god's children and be truly like our father so guys let's um <clears throat> let's uh let's leave it up to here guys don't forget to follow with dmla and instagram and twitter so hope this was a blessing see you guys later god bless